So this morning we're going to be um, wrapping up the study of the Trinity. We're going to be looking kind of, um, this is kind of the portion that would be the historical view. Um, There's a lot that could be said there. Uh, What I actually decided to kind of approach here is I want us to look at, um, throughout church history, there's been many uh, misunderstandings about the Trinity. It's a hard thing to, to grasp and to fathom. Um, so what I've done is I've kind of listed some of the more common misunderstandings, um, and we're going to kind of explore them and 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 kind of and kind of examine um, the statements that we've got about about what it is, right? Who or uh, what the Trinity what the Trinity means? Uh, the three truths: God is three persons; each person is fully God, and that there is one God. And we're going to kind of explore how these how these false understandings, um, how they distort those three truths or, or how they neglect one of those truths along the way. So one thing that I kind of want to do um, before we get started, because I thought this might be a fun game to play. Y'all have all heard analogies about the Trinity. So kind of as we're kicking this thing off, before we before we go into the into the into the kind of the more commonly like titled um, misunderstandings, um, what I'd like for us to do is I'd like for us to list out some of the common analogies that we know or that we have used or that we have heard, and then as we kind of go through these misunderstandings, I want us to, to see if we can't categorize where the analogies that we would use would fall, like which category that they would fall into. Because here's one thing that I'm going to, and this is why I caution you against analogies when it comes to the Trinity. Just state, the, just state the facts here and be like, you know, it's difficult to, to grasp. I get that, right? I get that. But it's true. The Scripture speaks in this way, right? So I, 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 want, I, want, us, I want us to kind of um, be okay with the uncomfortable fact that it that it sounds strange to the ear right and not be tempted to say well it's like right and i want us to do that because i want us to see how when we go there when we say well the trinity's like and we start giving analogies i want us to see how easy it is that we can fall into um misunderstandings like well known like these things have happened and and they've been addressed throughout church history Um, so uh, as we kind of as we kind of kick this thing off and this is this is like the class participation (laughs) portion of the thing like what are some analogies and keep them keep them short Um, if we all if we all have heard that one before we'll be like yep I've heard I've heard that one and then we'll just write it down and then we'll kind of Go back at the end and go into more detail about those particular analogies as we're exploring them and fitting them into the categories. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. So give me some analogies that you've heard. The egg. Yeah. Okay, the egg. Right? So everybody's heard the egg analogy, right? Yeah. So yeah. So the the egg analogy would would say, well, the Trinity. And uh, for anybody listening, all the analogies that we're using, don't use them. Right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give the analogies. Um, but I just want to make clear that these analogies are that they don't hold under under the weight of what questions you would ask. Right. So here's the egg analogy. The egg analogy would say the Trinity is like an egg, one egg. Right. And then you've got the shell of the egg. You've got the yolk of the egg. What's the other part? The white of the egg, right? So like, 
So that would be the three, right? That would be the three places. You, there's like different variations of this. Like you could use like particular fruit where you would have like the skin of the fruit, the meat of the fruit, the seeds, right? Like one fruit, but then like, okay, so that's, that's kind of that particular analogy. And, and we'll, we'll leave the, the picking it apart for, for later. So what other analogies have y'all heard? Okay, so the fruit. Okay. Let me write fruit down. The sun. Similar, similar, but there are some there are some differences, like some nuanced differences in the sun analogy. So, like, what would what would be the sun? Like, the sun would be something like this: is there is a sun? The sun casts out light, and then you feel the warmth of right, like or something like that, right? Like. Yes, but there's three there's three components. Yeah, like there's three components of it. There's the sun which gives off the light. There's the light that radiates from it, and then there's the the warmth or the right. So like anything that you could find the three that seems like one would would kind of fit into the same the same thing there. So that's good. Well, we talked about this one last week, and this is one I used to use years ago. <laughs> With the, uh, the the stream and the river, the, and the yeah. Ocean. I mean, I'll well, I heard the water. Yeah, hold on. Let me. So we've got stream, we've got stream river, we've got stream river ocean, which is like the stream feeds into the river, feeds into the ocean, all water, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so that's one. And then you're you're hinting at another one. It's the water. Yeah, yeah. So like steam, steam, water, ice, or solid liquid. So, yeah. Um, so, like the water, I want to write this one down. In the forms of steam, liquid, ice, right? So, what would, what, it's the same water, right? But it's in three forms, right? So, like, that's why it'll tend to get used like that. And what you're going to see is that most of these very quickly fall into one of the categories that we're going to, that we're going to look at. And it's not going to be hard for us to identify which one that it falls into. Keep them coming because if you could come up with an analogy that doesn't fall into something, then you will have invented something new. <laughs> three leaf clover, that's good, that's good. The Oh yes, that's, that is yes. Three leaf clover, also known as, aka the fidget spinner analogy. <laughs> I've heard that one. Edges, yeah. And they all look like one, yes. Yeah, it's one thing, but there's, yeah, so it's like, yeah. But it's the same type thing as the, like, the three leaf clover. Those would fall into the same. So, you got any more? Okay, yeah. So like one person, there's one person who takes on different roles or responsibilities. So that there's the, the uh, another way is like you've got a you've got a, 
a, a, a husband, a father, a son, right? So that you, I can be all of those things, right? So I'm one person, but I can be a husband, I can be a father, and I can be a son, right? So like that's that one person with, uh, with different roles. Okay, give this one from the shack. I've not I've not seen it, but I've heard terrible things. Well, yeah, yeah. There's some days. There's some like it's a very like it's a very good thing on top. You know about how much God loves you, but it's got some very long. Yeah. So so in in it, what's the like it? But it puts out a certain like picture of 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 God in it, right? So what's the what's the pick like? Give, give us a broad view of, of like the way that the shack would depict God. So it's a mother, which is not scripturally based. So there were distinct persons. They were distinct persons, and and they were not one in essence, right? They were not. But they they uh, how do we communicated how, like uh, like they were? Yeah. They so so when we consider something like, and I'm gonna put the shack. <laughs> so 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 how would that one? How would we'll we'll get we'll actually I'm gonna I'm gonna table that because we'll we'll cut that one apart in a little bit. Um, I'm just going to put the shack down as that one. Um, what other analogies do we have? Or representations have you seen? I've got, I've got at least one more. Um, so um, your, your personality is one, but your personality is made up of your intellect, your emotions, and your will. That's another, that's another one that I've seen. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All of them do. This is the. It's gonna like. They're gonna just fall like very easily. And this is why I say be care like be careful with analogies because all of them fall into heresy very quickly. <laughs> okay, so um, so I'm gonna write down the uh, the personality. <laughs> <laughs> the intellect, the emotion, and the will. All distinct portions of the same uh, the same personality, right? Uh, we got any more? Anybody else ever heard of a different kind of analogy or... Yeah. So even as a kid, you could. Yeah, you can like believe it. Yeah. I've gotcha. But then Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit, therefore, is <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have any other ones? 
No, y'all thinking hard. Say it. I, no, I was just looking at a very hungry caterpillar, like the larva. The caterpillar is a butterfly. Yes, that's that's it. So like, me, I, that's metamorphosis would be like one of the ones I've actually heard that one before. I can't spell metamorphosis, but y'all aren't reading this. <laughs> it's gonna be okay that was that was terrible i'm not gonna read it i'm not gonna read how i spelled it but i can make sense of what it is that's a good one i've actually heard that one before that was a good one any other ones no one huh that's is it ten? Oh, that's, we've got a bunch all right so now we're gonna look historically and see um different big categories of ways that people have uh misunderstood the Trinity, um, or uh, maybe uh, in some of these, like de-emphasize certain certain parts of what Scripture says, um, in such a way as to completely uh, get get off the rails um, when it comes to understanding uh, how God reveals Himself to us in Scripture. So I want us to <clears throat> really quickly just remind ourselves of the three truths that Scripture points us to about who God is. Um, So God is three persons, is three distinct persons. Each person is fully God. That's the second part there. So there's not a portion of one that's God and all three together make up God. Each person is fully God. And there is one God. That's the three truths that we hold that Scripture speaks of. Um, And we're going to go over... Uh, five major misunderstandings that that we actually have kind of names associated with them, um, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of explore. Uh, some of them are gonna be super easy to explore, uh, or super easy to understand. Um, other parts of them, other ones are gonna be a little bit more difficult. Um, so we're gonna start with probably the easiest one um, for us. Uh, to kind of say, here's one scripture that says, or here's a here's a kind of a collection of scripture that just makes this a non-starter. This is not even a possibility. So, tritheism is one way of understanding um, God, right? I'm not going to say the Trinity because it doesn't even try there. Um, but tritheism that's that says that there are three gods, right? Like there's there's three gods. This is this is not a monotheistic understanding that says that that the Father, Son, Spirit are distinct gods, separate gods. So scripture like Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four, Psalm uh, eighty three eighteen, Psalm eighty six ten, James two nineteen, all of these which clearly state that there is one God make that not even possible, right? Scripture is clear that there is one and only one God, right? So tritheism saying that there that there are three gods, um, that doesn't that's that's a, a non starter altogether. Where did that come from? Like, like what? Well so so what we're gonna find is that with each of these there's there's some aspect of like these three truths that that it's like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna give up right 
for the sake of holding the others stronger. So any two of any two of these realities, uh, other than the three persons, one God, you could combine and mix and match um, in such a way that you could like you could be like, I feel comfortable with that. So they kind of get would, would begin to get too hyper focused on one particular Yeah. They, it's kind of like us in anything we do when we get not look at scripture as a whole. Yes. So that's kind of where this yeah. was birthed out of. Oh, it's the same for us today. Even we can get. Yeah. So hyper focus on this one thing, and that we forget the rest of God's character. Yeah. So, so what you might would do is you might would look at like a Matthew three sixteen through seventeen, where we see the baptism, we th- see the the three distinct persons and then you you might say well those three distinct persons are three distinct gods right um and that would be like so you would lean heavily into that but you would have to ignore altogether all of the passages that say there is one god right and if you're coming from a polytheistic background like a lot of people would have been um a lot of this book was polytheistic that would be an easier one to hold to yes it would be easier yeah. for you to probably yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Um, because they they would and they would put they would press towards the the truths that we hold being a contradiction. Right. They would say that there's no way to have three persons and one God. The, and this is why like people will say, well, it's like, right? We'll tend towards, well, it's like, because you want to be able to give an, an explanation as to the difference between person and God, right? It's kind of like this to me, tri is an oversimplification yes. of the Trinity. Yes. So that they can understand it. Because we are three yes. different people, yes. so it just made more sense to them, and they use instead of letting the Bible dictate their thoughts. Yes, and be okay with not understanding. Yeah, fully. that's the. Big so, so in that there are, there are different ways that that you would like. There are different, um, like to hold to the tritheistic understanding. There, are different things you would have to kind of wrestle with. One is um, who made the decision, right? Who made the decision? There's three gods deciding together to create. How did that work? Like three separate gods with three separate wills, with three separate, like, like they all have separate power, right, that they could exert, right? Like God is, by definition, all-powerful. So how could three separate gods be all-powerful? There would seem to, there would need to be, like, some some lacking in one or the other, right? So, like again, like like tritheism, scripture clearly um, excludes that as being a possibility, right? If you go read Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four, there's one God, right? There's one God. Scripture is absolutely clear that there is only one God. So, modalism is another. Uh, and this one's probably like when I look at most of the the analogies that we give 
that we've given, most of them probably fall under modalism. So I'm going to kind of um, I'm going to kind of give you um, a, a general definition of the way that you could think about modalism. Um, the the persons like un, with a modalistic um, understanding, the three persons are the same person, but different manifestations of that person whether they're different manifestations at different points in time or whether they're different manifestations like like there's tons of bad analogies and and we're going to go into most of most of the ones that we've listed like I say fall into this category so like at the end of the day when we think about modalism thinking be thinking about the same thing just different at different times like the husband I'm 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 husband I'm son I'm Husband, I'm right. Like there's these like there's different modes of being that God switches between in a modalistic understanding, right? So passages that would give a hard time to this would be like passages where you see all three at the same time, right? So like um, the the baptism of Jesus. This modalism also makes it hard to distinguish what's going on at any point where. Christ is mediating between us and the Father. Like, what is Christ doing now? Like, right now? Mediating, right? So, like, so how, how would, like, how does the switching of modes or switching of beings work if Christ is mediating between us and the Father, right? Like how does how would that work? Um, I think that's one of the one of the major shortcomings uh, of modalism is it is it has to throw out um, its understanding of like a right understanding of Jesus's baptism where we see the three uh, at one. Any time that you see Christ praying to the Father, so like Gar- uh, Garden of Gethsemane kind of kind of situations where Christ is pouring out His heart to God, or like where we get an example of how to pray, our Father who art in heaven, right? So like who, Jesus is praying, right, to the Father. Like that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense if Right, if they are one and the same person, um, Jesus and the Holy Spirit interceding for us, we see throughout Scripture, uh, New Testament specifically, um, where Jesus and the Holy Spirit are said to be intercessors for us. How how does that intercession work? If it's modes, if God's okay, now I'm going to be the I'm going to be the intercessor, and then I'm going to switch over to the Father, and your intercessor, right? Like there's some difficulties that we uh, that we run into there. I would say that the entire gospel is lost um, under this particular understanding as as well, right? Um, Father sending the Son, Son going on behalf of the Father, um, the Son ascending so that the Spirit can be sent, right? Um, Lots of lots of uh, problem areas if we were to if we were to hold to that particular type of uh, understanding and 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 this is again again I, I can't um, say this enough this is why this is why analogies are dangerous because we may hold to these three truths but none of our analogies do right so when we hold to these three truths except in our explanation we don't stand on the three truths right. And, and just say there's some difficulties there, but we instead try to say like, well, it's like, and then we go into explaining. We will fall into one of these categories that we've that we're that we're kind of looking at now. So, uh, we could, I, we could that would be yes, yes, that would fall into that would fall into modalism. 
the, well, and, and the one person different roles is it's a type of modalism given certain given certain roles, right? So like today, like like uh, you know, a year and a half ago, I was a I was a software engineer, and now I'm something else, right? So like I'm different modes, different things at different times, right? Um, so uh, there's, but there's lots of there's lots of. Uh, what I want to do is I want us to lay these out, and then we'll come back and we'll say which one does it fall into, right? Um, so Ar- Arianism is another uh, another misunderstanding. It teaches that the Son was created by the Father, right? So I want to I want to say this one again, and there's actually a, there's actually a couple of things that I want us to consider as to why that understanding would have. Uh, would have come about. So Arianism is another. It teaches that the Son... Um, A-R-I-A-N-I-S-M. Arianism. Um, so it teaches that the Son was created by the Father. Um, so this would... This would... So what I, with this one, there's some particular places that, like, depending on the translation that you have, that you kind of come out of when you're when you're studying, there's going to be certain places that the translation is going to lead you to to um, some particular questions that you have to wrestle with, right? So, like, who's got a King James version here? Um, New King James. Um, somebody flip to John three sixteen and see if anybody says. Only begotten Son. There, um, so a lot of the a lot of the more recent translations will actually only say the only Son, um, but some of the translations like King James, um, I think New King James, either. yeah, go for it out of the King James. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a particular word that's used there that's translated into in King James only begotten and then probably more of the more modern ones just just only son. Um, that word is uh, monogenesis. That's probably not pronounced right. Um, but that's the word that gets translated only begotten in the King James, New King James. And any of the ones that are that read only begotten, that's what it says there. Um, that's where a lot of this kind of will, will doesn't that mean he created? That's where you would need to dig into that particular word, right? Um, that particular word um, does not does not um, carry with it necessarily the understanding of creation, right? Like that, like begot- So, and there's a. There's there's a couple of different places where where you could look in scripture to kind of get this same idea. You could also look outside of scripture for for writings that were used at that same in that same time period to see how did they tend to use that. Um, this is why this is why it's important to understand how our Bibles kind of come come to be translated in the language that that we can understand um, and and to be able to wrestle with these difficulties because when we hear begotten, what do we think? Birthed, right? Birthed, yeah, and and that's that that leads with it some amount of creation there. So like that particular type of understanding of text like this would lead to this. Well, the son was created by the father, right? So this leads to interesting views that say like that up until the baptism of Jesus, that Jesus was only just a normal man, and then he was adopted. 
by God and the Spirit fell upon him and indwelled him, but but that Christ was not co-eternal with God, equal with God, right? So like it 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 throws out a lot of the things that that Christ Himself would claim about Himself. Um, and there, and we get into some some really interesting struggles there. Um, a couple of like one particular place that's interesting when you're considering this this particular word that's translated in King James only begotten in like the ESV just it says only son um, would would be to go and look at um, Hebrews chapter eleven um, verses. Let's let's actually flip there really quickly. So Hebrews chapter eleven, um, we're going to look at uh, verses. 17 through 19. So Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the... Uh, or. Uh, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son. That's the word there um, that's, that's, that the uh, monogenesis, uh, and, and like I said, that may not be pronounced. Uh, yes, yes. So some translations are going to read one and only, and it's that same word that gets translated there. So what we could glean from that usage alone, because we know that he wasn't the only son, Right? We know that there was another. So this word here can be used to, 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 um, to communicate a special standing, right? And that's, what's, that's, what this, that's what this word here is being used for. The same way when we go back to, um, to, to uh, Matthew 3.16 or John 3.16, right? Like, um, like it's that same like it's it's used to communicate a uniqueness, right? My study notes says um, beloved. Yes, yes, exactly. Like that. Like like there's a special place for this individual, and then that word gets used, right? So what we know because it's not as though the writer of Hebrews didn't know that there was another son, right? The writer of Hebrews chose a word that would show special status, the beloved son, the cherished son, the one who, whom the promises flow through. That same word we find used spoken of Christ, right? So, so, that, so that you would say what it's really trying to convey there is not creation at all, but standing, right? But standing. So he's the he's the only son of God, right? Like there is none like Christ. Only Christ could do what he did. Only Christ could be the the, the sacrifice that could atone for our sins, right? So it's not that he was begotten or created. So that's one particular place. Like as we get into these particular nuances where people have gone astray, there are some of them that we need to to dig down and get a greater understanding of what the text says. And as that happens, the church has continually gone back to these three truths um, that we've been speaking of. So uh, subordination, subordinationism is another one. This one teaches that the Son is eternal, but not equal to the Father in being or attributes, right? So this would say that, yeah, 
Christ is eternal, but he's not at the same level as the Father. That's uh, subordinationism. He's subordinate to the Father, right? He's under him. And this is not speaking in like the role that he takes on. This is speaking in the quality of his being, right? That his being is subordinate um, to uh, the Father. Adoptionism is another one This teaches um, that... Jesus was on, and this one's the one that uh, speaks to Jesus being only a man, and then he was adopted and dwelled by God at the baptism. So, really quickly, because we don't have a ton of time, we've got about seven or eight minutes. I want us to go through, and I want us to look at these particular analogies, and I want us to ask ourselves the question: Where would we classify each of these? So, the egg, right? There's one egg. There's three parts. Where would you fit that? Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, there's actually so like, and there's going to be a couple of these that would fall into that into partialism as well. Yeah, so partialism would say um, that like the component parts of um, make up the whole. Let me write that down. Yeah, so this would be where like the uh, this would be like um, the same place like. Um, the three-leaf clover would probably more more um, aptly fit into uh, the partialism because um, no one part is the whole, right? So, like, you need all of them to make up the whole. Um, water would be the the water. Um, so, we've got two water analogies that we've got set up. We've got the stream, the river, the ocean, and then we've got um, steam, liquid, ice. So. Stream, river, ocean. What would that what what would that fall under? Like what heading? Is the stream the whole or part of? Is the is the ocean the whole or part of? Right. Like if you were to to chop out the stream, it's a part of the whole system, right? If you were to chop out the river. It's a part of the whole system. So that would fall under like a partialism. Um, steam, liquid, ice would fall under what? So can, can it be at the same time? Can, can steam be ice simultaneously? So at one point, it's in the mode of ice. And then if you were to melt it, it would be in the mode of water. And then if you would heat it further... It would be in the mode of steam, so it's not one at any given part, uh, place in time, right? Like it takes on different modes. Um, the sun. Well, what about the what about the sun? So we've got the sun itself. We've got the rays that come from the sun, and then we've got the heat which the sun, um, the heat which the sun uh, kind of radiates towards us. Where would that fall under? That would probably more more easily fit under under partialism because the the sun is not the rays, right? Even subordination. If you look at the sun being the main part, yes, and, then the and the rays are lesser. The rays would be lesser, so you could cla- you could classify that one under subord- subordinationism, right? Because you could say without the sun, there are not the rays. There is not the heat. So this. So what's the more important of the Components there, you would say that the sun was the more important of the of the things there. What about so egg and fruit? We both classify those as partialism. 
We've got the sun, which we would classify as partialism. Stream, river, ocean, um, those are parts of the whole. Um, we have steam, liquid, ice, which would be modalism, right? Um, the three-leaf clover, or a.k.a. the fidget spinner, there's no one thing that's the whole. That one, the, the, those, are, those are part, those are, those are um, like a, a strange offshoot of partialism because they're not even distinct, distinct parts from each other. Like they're trying to make up the whole, but those would still fall under that heading. Um, one person, different roles. Um, you could that could be um, you could probably classify that given the role. Like if you're if if the roles change in time, then that would be modes changing. Um, but also with that. Um, I'm, I'm, you, you're essentially when you're classifying like that you're saying that I'm part son or I'm part husband or I'm part like part of my role is, is that um, that could probably classify under subordinationism as well because you could say there's certain roles that you that are more important than other roles right like it's more important that I'm a that I'm a, a husband and a father than it is that I'm um, you know, whatever particular job that I might have, or or anything like that. Um, the the shack, we're gonna skip over the shack one. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with it. Um, so actually, let's not let's let's consider the shack. So um, where would we consider the shack if not not any one not any one of the um, characters in that. Um, have all of the same attributes as the other characters, right? So, like, if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm if I'm the mother, then I'm not also the son, right? Because what attributes would I would I clearly have in opposition? <laughs> so, so that would be that would be probably a form of of. Uh, of uh, partialism, tritheism would would definitely fall in there. I think that you could say, and that you, and depending on whether or not they were all in the same place at the same time, you might could argue modalism as well. Like, did they go outside the house and then come back in the shack, and now it's the mother, or were they ever all in? The, I didn't see it or haven't read it, so I don't know. Were they ever all in the same place at the same time, right? Because if they were all in the same place at the same time. Yeah. Then it would probably classify as like a tritheism. They were all there, but they're clearly they're clearly not the same, um, the same in essence, right? Did they ever disagree with one another, right? Was there ever any disunity between them? Um, was there ever any lacking in abilities of one versus the other? Like you needed one to do one particular thing, but you needed. So that would be so. So that would that would be some form of partialism or or um, subordinationism um, at, at the very least. Uh, metamorphosis. What about metamorphosis? How would we how would we classify metamorphosis? That would be probably a clear example of modalism. So you've got the caterpillar at one point. You've got the um, what do you call it when they're in the when they're in the cocoon, like crystallis, right? And then at a different point you have the butterfly. Never are they one and the same, and not all of the, and none of them have the same attributes, right? Um, so that would uh, that would classify that. And then we have the uh, the personalities, like where we've got the um, the intellect, the emotions, the will. Um, that would be that would that would be uh, probably a, a good classification of uh, of 
partialism as well there um, because yeah go for it I just wonder is there one example that we can use and the, the Bible gives us one example other than talking about God and it's following it that, that put it in there and it, it's talking about a quarter of three strands not quickly broken can that one um so what? Yeah, it's talking about something. It's talking about something else. So I want us to. I want us to analyze. Yeah, I want us to analyze how 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 it might would be misused. So the cord is made up of three separate parts, and the whole needs the three parts to be whole. Right. So no one strand is the whole. Right. So that would be there would be part like you need that's that's the well it, 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 it divides all that up it starts out with the one person then the, yeah then it puts the two people and how they can defend better yeah back to back yeah and then the third can make it even better yeah what, what he's talking about and I understand yeah. what he's saying in in this example and it, this is in uh, Ecclesiastes four yeah. twelve but but still it. I, I just happen to remember about that one. Yeah. But the only the only thing that we the it's still it's still got to have yeah. all three to be that was not an not analogy. quickly broke. I maybe I haven't read it in a while, so I'm mistaken. Is it an analogy? It's more of an analogy of relationships yeah. with people and God. He's using he's using a a like a yeah. war tactic. Yeah. I've actually heard that. I've actually heard that used to explain the Trinity. Um, I've, I've heard that as well. I don't think that that's a that that's an analogy that could be used. Yeah, but I, but it does. It falls into the same like the, it it would fall into the same classification as like the egg or the fruit. Um, yes. Or yeah, like partialism. Yeah, so like the three leaf clover, the fidget spinner. Um, it would fo- it would classify in the same places as all of those. So here's here's what and 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 I, I want to say this. So like Scripture does speak of God. He, it, scripture speaks of the persons in a particular way, right? We speak of the Father. We speak of the Son, and we speak of the Spirit, right? So like, we can speak of them. In this way, but we we've, we've got to be very careful in uh, trying to extrapolate that out into some other type of analogy, right? Like where it's like we're trying to make an analogy of like family or, or yeah, like right? Take something that is specifically in context for something. Yes. It's like, well, that would make it. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're gonna we'll end with we'll end with that. I think we covered all of our. All of our analogies that we that we listed out there, um, and then next week we'll be talking about creation.